Greetings and welcome to the AVOD. I'm Captain Vargelon. I'm DM. And oh boy, did we watch two movies this week in what's turning out to be a strange tradition of mercenary January? <laughs> Is that what we're going for? Oh no. Special Forces January? <laughs> I mean, Mercenary January sounds better. Yeah, it does. But, but only, only like two of the movies we've watched this time are about yeah. actual mercenaries. So I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to give people the wrong this impression. Is like Jason January, because both weeks we've had a Jason Statham movie. That's so true, far, Ooh, right? Checking in with Jason Statham every January, I could totally be down with that. <laughs> uh, anyway, before we get there, let's jump into some random crap. Uh, I want to recommend a video game that I've, it's, that I haven't played yet, but I just want to tell people how excited I am about this game. So you might've heard that Resident Evil 4 got a remake this year. Let's say that I have. Okay. Well, they've been doing interesting remakes of the various Resident Evil games. Uh, and so they did Resident Evil 2 Remake and 3 Remake, and now they've done Resident Evil 4 Remake. And that's a little weird because Resident Evil 4 was already a third-person shooter with a behind-the-shoulder camera, which was the big change they made to 2 and 3. They moved them from fixed camera perspectives to putting the camera behind you. Uh, so Resident Evil 4 already was that. So it's mostly just a graphical remake, and they've changed a bunch of the monsters and bosses and things like that. Now, the thing is, I haven't played it yet. I played the demo, but I haven't actually played the game. I was very excited to play it. But before it came out, they announced there was going to be a VR version. And you know I, if possible, only want to play video games in VR. Yeah. <laughs> so right before Christmas, they said, oh, well, it's coming out. It's coming out on VR. And I'm like, great. And then I got COVID and was real sick for two weeks. Yeah. And then right after Christmas, I got a screenplay assignment. So I have not had a second to like just sit down and <laughs> dig into Resident Evil 4 VR the way I've been desperate to. Uh, but now I'm, I've done the screenplay. I'm feeling a lot better. So I'm going to play the hell out of Resident Evil 4 VR on PSVR 2. And I will report back on the quality of it next week. So everybody get excited. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right. Next up, I believe you watched a TV show. Well, we're in the process of watching a show because Ooh. it's being released weekly. <laughs> we have discovered the delights of Delicious in Dungeon. I need this explained <laughs> to me. Okay, so this is an anime on Netflix. And it's D&D. &D, and it's this group of adventurers who <laughs> are, like... Trying to find a red dragon for reasons. I'm not going to get into why. Okay. But they're hungry all the time. Well, they're, they don't have any money. And so they decide that they're just, they're going to eat the monsters that they find in the dungeon. Oh my God. <laughs> so every episode is like a little bit of their like dungeon adventure and then a lot of food preparation. <laughs> so it's a cooking competition anime that's no, also, no oh, there's no competition. Well, yeah. No, they're just cooking the food that they. <laughs> The monsters they kill. It is so good. <laughs> dungeon and delicious. Delicious in dungeon. Delicious in dungeon. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to have to see this thing. Obviously. This sounds like the it's craziest great. nonsense I've ever heard. It's so, 
such a strange idea, but it's a lot of fun. All right. Um, it helps to know a little bit about D&D. I do know a little bit about D&D. So when the characters, like, sometimes I'll reference the first time they died. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. Yes. Uh, I do know a little bit about D&D, so that's good. I should be ready to go. Uh I gotta say, was not expecting that. My new anime is Fluffy Kingdom, which is very similar, except instead of eating monsters, uh, a little girl just pets the monsters, and that's the whole show. So, might not be as engaging as yours, but I do love <laughs> fluffy monsters getting pet. Right, okay. Alright, uh, so next up, I believe you're ready for a quiz. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot to put it on the... <laughs> I specifically <laughs> told you I had the cards, and then I had to go fact check a card. We had a lot of conversation about this quiz. Did not write anything down about the order of events, including right. a quiz. All right, here we go. What brand of doll did Charles Lee Ray possess in the Child's Play good movies? Guy. It is a good guy doll. Well, good guys, but yes. Uh, in the Japanese thriller Audition... What did the main uh, character use to lure her victims? She is not the main character. She's the villain. It's not told I from her point of view. I haven't seen this movie. Okay. I don't know how she lures them. Yeah. I don't know. A dating oh. service, it says. Oh. Now, you see, here's the thing. Here's how I remember that movie. And I haven't seen it since it first came out. So if someone wants to correct me on this, feel free. But... Maybe that's what she was doing to other people, but the, the plot of the movie is that a guy, his, you know, is sad because his wife has died. So a guy tries to find him a new wife by holding a fake audition for a movie. Right. And the woman he, be, you know, identifies as being a wife candidate is a crazy psychopath. Now, maybe she was also using a dating service to kill people, and i just forgotten that part of the film because it's been 20 years, but <laughs> I don't remember a dating service in the movie. Oh, I see. I've never seen the movie. I just assumed this woman had a terrible casting couch experience and is now getting revenge. That is not the plot either. Or maybe oh, okay. it is, and I just don't remember that. All right. What is what the, I know. <laughs> what is the name of Broken Lizard's 2004 slasher film that was released after Super Troopers? I know this. I know this. You've got Club this. Dread. Boom! Yes! Yes! <laughs> Which J.J. Abrams film had the tentative title 11808? 1808? Yeah, 1-18- It is Cloverfield. Nice. Okay. This 1963 film features killer carnivorous plants and an unusual meteor shower that blinds most of the population. Oh, so, I was going to say Attack of the Killed Tomatoes, so the answer is Day of the Trip. It is Day of the Trip. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> now, here's the big one, and the one I had to fact check. Which franchise has the most sequels? Saw or Children of the Corn? Oh, this is what you were checking. Ah. Well, depending on when this was written. Well, we're going to get into that. Uh, right? So, what's your answer? I, oh, Christ. I, you know what? I have no idea. Quite honestly. I'm just, this is a total random guess. Go. 
might I'm gonna go with Saw. I think it's Children of the Corn. Weirdly, here's where things get convoluted. Or are they both Children of the Corn had as of twenty eighteen eight sequels for nine total movies. Now there are also two remakes like a remake and a TV movie version of the first version that don't count because they are not sequels. Okay. So presumably that's why in the back of the card it says Children of the Corn. But it doesn't say how many there are. So I had to look it up and it doesn't say as of what year. So the fact that the newest film by being called Saw 10 officially made Saw 8 Jigsaw and Saw 9 Spiral canon in the continuity Technically, that means Saw has Saw more has sequels. More. It okay. has nine sequels to Children of the Corn's Eight. I am technically so you correct. Are t- which is the best the kind best of correct. Kind of last I checked. <laughs> All right. So there you go. There's your answer. It was Saw. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. All right. Next up, we have, I believe, a list. And for that list, we're going to be joined by special surprise drop-in guest, Rob Rector. Oh, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not Sorry, the one who's supposed to be surprised. Out everyone's eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the list? TM. Uh, right. So today's list comes to us from boundingintocomics.com okay. and it is the ten action movies with sequels better than you remember. Okay. Ooh. I maintain that Predator should be on this list because I love Predator too. Okay. Right. Uh, well, I guess we're going to find out. Now, I have to say the list is not enumerated. It doesn't appear to be alphabetical or chronological. That is deeply frustrating. So, <laughs> just a list. Here's 10 movies. Here's 10 names of movies. Right, maybe right. maybe a judgment is being made about quality. <laughs> Probably not. We don't know. <laughs> and All we right. begin with Bloodsport 2, the next Kumite. I have never seen this movie. Me neither. Right. I've only seen the first one. Yeah, I'm I'm a blank on that one. And was was JCBD even in that one? Definitely not. No, I guarantee some he was. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do they not have... even the same? Alex Cardo. Don't know who that is. Apparently, is the name. I don't. Any whatever. Not even the same Solid. character. Okay. Guess not. Uh, but no, I'm curious. Like, does it say anything about why they put this on the list? Um, it says here, Alex Cardo is a thief sent to a brutal prison who seeks redemption for his sins by participating in the Kumite. I don't even know how that's possible if you have to be in, it's an invitational. Yeah, that's, <laughs> um, that's a weird way to right? take it. Oh, it's, it's to honor his teacher and friend. It's corny beyond belief and the story is silly, but the real meat and potatoes of the film lies in the choreographed martial arts battles, which are absolutely spectacular. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that well, is good okay. to hear. All right. Next okay. up. Next, we have The Karate Kid 3. Karate Kid 3 is the best Karate Kid movie. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, by far. It's the one with Terry Silver. Uh, yes. Maybe the best fictional character of the 1990s. And like... <laughs> wow. It's, it's one claim. of... The, I mean, people forget about this movie. And I was really... And this is the thing that I love about... Um, <laughs> this is the thing that I love about the show uh, Cobra Kai. Like, there is this small group of people who saw The Karate Kid Part 3, and their lives were forever changed by having seen this guy's performance as Terry Silver. Like, that's how iconic this is. If more people had seen this movie, he would be remembered as, like, the great, one of the great villain performances 
in the history of cinema. That's how much fun this guy is having as Terry Silver. His name is Thomas Ian Griffith. He would also play the lead vampire, uh, Jan Radek, I believe is his name, from the movie Vampires, uh, before retiring. Now, the man would then retire because, uh, long story short, he looks and sounds exactly like Michael Wincott. And oh. Hollywood didn't need two Michael Wincotts. You can't have too many Michael Wincotts. Well, I on. mean, he obviously <laughs> believed Hollywood didn't need two Michael Wincotts, so oh, he went geez. away. Uh, and he reti- he literally retired from acting. So they're doing the Cobra Kai TV show. And obviously, if you're doing the Cobra Kai TV show, you love Karate Kid. And if you love Karate Kid, you must be obsessed with Terry Silver. So for the first two <laughs> seasons of the show, they kept having characters talk about Terry Silver because they wanted to, essentially, the guy refused to come back for the show. And they had kept having characters talk about Car- Terry Silver in the hopes that, like, they could convince this man that there was a giant fan base out there for him and get him to come back for the show. And it worked. And he came back out of retirement to do Cobra Kai. And he's as great now as he was 30 years ago in Karate Kid Part uh... 3. And the funniest part of it all, Terry Silver, a guy who's supposed to be from Vietnam and all that, is actually one month younger than Ralph Macchio. The actor. <laughs> really? Yes, Thomas wow. E. This is one month younger than Ralph Macchio. So I had to, I was uh, on uh, a local television station here talking about the upcoming most anticipated movies of 2024. Of and, and I'm sure you all are familiar that there's uh, a new uh, sequel getting ready to be released this year of Karate Kid. Yeah. Okay. Where did you also like, combine the two Karate Kid verses? I don't know, but I, I, in doing a deeper dive, I realized that the Karate Kid name has been waxing on and waxing off for, uh, <laughs> with two direct sequels, a spinoff, yep. a Broadway musical, what? a remake, a Broadway musical, a remake, oh. and an animated show and the Netflix series. Whoa. So it has existed in some way, shape, or form in this universe for the better part of, well, since it was you know, first release and multiple yeah. video games and mini and video games. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Jesus. I That's know. Amazing. I know. It so really is now a bonkers popular says, franchise. When now someone says, Oh, Oh, karate kid. You mean the movie? No, the Broadway show, you know? That's- <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right. I'm really curious about what they do with another movie. I am too. All right. I am not. No. So let's oh. move on. All right. Let's move on. All right. All right. The next movie on our list is Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. I, I actually like this a lot. I Absolutely. I think that's a really good movie. I, I mean, it is only... I've only seen it the one time. I've seen it a couple of times, and it, it holds up. It's got a lot of it good, does. thrilling stunts. Yeah. It is one okay. of the, the better uh, diehard knockoffs out there. No oh, totally. doubt. Yeah. Much like yeah. the first one, it is only held back by Steven Seagal being... Like the least charismatic action star of the 1990s. <laughs> Dude should have been just playing villains his whole career. He is just not. But he's not interesting. He just, he his ego won't let him do it. So. Nope. Right. Okay. Go. Okay. After that, we have Batman Returns. I think everybody knows Batman Returns is awesome. Yeah, that's that's a no brainer. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I didn't that is the least controversial one on this list. 
Like right. nobody saw Karate Kid three. I understand nobody saw <laughs> Under Siege two, but it's like everybody saw Batman Returns, and uh, they remember yeah. it being super dark, but they also remember like liking it. Good, yeah. yeah exactly. I don't know anybody who doesn't like yeah. that movie. That that's yeah. a weird one for the list. All right, and yeah. you don't want to know them. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> nope, they're dead to me. <laughs> All right. Okay, next, Ghostbusters two. Oh, I come and go on this one. A, not an action movie. Yeah, neither of them are action movies. But now let's talk about well, Ghostbusters two. In them, yeah, but you know, there's action in Stripes. Stripes ain't an action movie. Anyone walking forward is action. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) All right, but please, Uh, you were going to say about Um, Ghostbusters too. Didn't mean to. Oh yes, because sometimes I like. I guess I like the idea in Vigo or Vito. Vigo. Vigo. With a G. Vigo, Vigo with a G. Yeah. Vigo the Carpathian. I think it's too Forget Great about villain. Vigo, the master evil. <laughs> He's trying to <laughs> battle my boys. boys. That's not, not legal. legal. That's not legal. It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is scary that all of us chime no, in. Just that. off the top of our head, can drop Bobby Brown. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. We can. Oh, my goodness. Because I guess they're going to have to take uh, yeah, control. So, Vigo the Carpathian, great villain, super duper creepy. Um, but when the, they, when they start getting the Statue of Liberty to walk around using, I think they're SNES, what was it? Yeah, I thought yes. that was a little a Nintendo controller. It is a, a very a, silly a, ending to the movie. I'm not going to disagree. Yes. I don't really yes. understand how a statue can walk, but at the same time, it is I also don't understand how Slimer can drive a bus. He does yeah. that in this movie. He does that in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's right and then rick moranis gets to say i hope you've got your license or something like that yeah it's, it's a very <laughs> cute moment it doesn't make sense it doesn't anyway. no it doesn't make sense at all i'm not gonna pretend it does but the thing yeah. is i just watched this over christmas uh it's a new year's movie but i watched it over christmas and i'm not gonna pretend i didn't have a good time like i don't think it's better than the first one by any means but it is more ghostbusters and it is a lot of fun to watch and yes they all hated doing it and none of them wanted to be there like i get that but Mm -hmm. it's it is a fun watch it really is all right yeah it's the last time ghostbusters was fun to watch that's 100 percent true Sorry, Paul Rudd's Ghostbusters. Oh, Maybe your God. second one won't be a slog, but your first one was. Sure was. All right. Oh, no. Okay, next we have Highlander 2. Oh, completely incoherent, of course. Glorious okay, mess. So he- Glorious hold on, hold on, mess. Hold on, hold on. It says here, since its disastrous debut, Highlander 2 has been reworked with a renegade version, which has subsequently been accepted as the official director's cut of the film, and it's much, much, much better than the original. I mean, here's the go. thing. I have seen the renegade cut many times, and I've seen the original many times. And the only thing that the renegade cut does that is better than the original is that... Okay, it's going to sound like I'm uh, an idiot for saying this isn't a big deal, because I guess it is a big deal. Um, the only thing it improves is that scenes are shown in the correct order. Yeah. Okay. But it's still a terrible movie. Yeah. yeah. But it is charmingly awful. But it is. It is. It is just a glorious, glorious disaster it is that such you a just mess. cannot look away from. It is. So- 
It is such a crazy mess, and I love watching it. There are weasel men on, you know, flying wings in that movie. For no reason. (laughs) He used his power to read minds to create a dome to protect the world from UV radiation after the ozone layer was destroyed. And now it's always night. Like, that is the plot of this movie. And then they drive to the desert, and they forget that it's supposed to be always night, and it's just not night in the desert. <laughs> oh, Which is it's the such one a terrible movie. I love you it. and I saw. You and I saw Highlander in theaters. That would be Highlander Endgame. And they, there was this fight scene where it starts outside, like in the street, and it moves to sewer. And no, and then they're like on top of a building, and then they're in the sewer. And it's like I don't understand what's. <laughs> and then they're on top of a different building. <laughs> Right? <laughs> no, no, it was, it's like, it starts on a, th- it starts on, um, outside, then they're on a roof, then they're in the sewer, then they're in a room that's full of chains for no reason, and then they're on the roof. And the thing is, I will give them next credit. That's not a good movie, a uh, Highlander Endgame. It just isn't. But if you watch the director's cut of that one, uh, you will actually see a scene, like, that final sword fight is actually, I think, approximately five minutes longer and all of the transitions between locations do happen within the sword fight if you watch the full version on the dvd oh my god they just cut all of the transitions out of the movie for reasons that i don't understand of course these are the same producers who literally filmed a bunch of scenes that weren't in the movie and had nothing to do with the plot just to try and trick people into going to see it so wow that movie was a disaster Interesting. All right. Okay, we got a few more to go. Next is The Lost World, Jurassic Park. No. Okay. Uh, I kind of remember enjoying it. Better than the first one they're saying? No, but I don't think it's better than the first one. They say it's better than you remember. Okay. Okay. All right. I I will give it that. I I watched it recently. It's got that scene where the the hanger, the, the trailer is hanging off the bottom and the the glass is going to break and there's a T-Rex at the top and yeah. it was kind of shamelessly ripped off by um uh what's it called Fast and the Furious 7 as well as um uh the most recent Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning yeah Dead Reckoning yeah yeah people I, love that I, scene I'll go to the grave though saying that Jurassic Park 3 Best was one. the best one nope, I mean you're uh, right. aside from the first yeah one, of course of course best efficient. sequel if you have to rate them. Yeah. It's one, three. One, yeah. three, two. Who cares what you order? What order you watch the Fallen Kingdom series <laughs> yeah. in? They're yeah. all trash. Absolutely. <laughs> Jurassic World, all trash. Yes. But other than that, it's one, three, two. Yeah. Okay. No. All right. Sure. Why not? Okay. Next up. Oh, Predator 2. Thank you. Oh. You're welcome. Yep. I talk about Predator 2 a lot. People have yes. heard me talk about Predator 2 a lot. I maintain that uh, it's it's a movie that, and I don't know why the director did this, but it is shot with the harshest, almost like impressionistic <laughs> lighting. And as a consequence, if you turn that movie into black and white, it becomes art. Like, turn off all the garish colors and the pastel clothes, switch that movie into black and white. And you'll be like, this is the most beautifully shot and fo- like photographed movie I've ever seen. Just turn the color right. off on your television. 
It sounds crazy, but I've watched it in black and white multiple times. And I am completely right. Okay. All right. Okay, next we have RoboCop 2. I mean, it's not RoboCop 3, which is my favorite. Yeah. She (laughs) knows she's wrong and it's her favorite. Just for the record. She knows she's wrong to have it as her favorite, but it is her favorite. Yes, exactly. But she's she's not correct. I know that. Okay. If no loving problem. you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Basically. Exactly. Uh, I do love RoboCop 2. It is. It does have, it continues the first one's craziness in a really entertaining way. And it amps up the craziness with yeah. the, uh, oh, uh, God. yeah, absolutely. The kid drug lord. With the kid drug lord is what I was getting at, yes. <laughs> Child Kane, soldier. RoboCop 2. Uh, him having to, like, electrocute himself to get rid of all of the focus grouped, uh, extra oh yes <laughs> yes, oh my yes. Like, focus grouped extra directives like all of that stuff is like super fun yeah and i i love that movie a lot but in dm's defense uh robocop 3 does have steven root in it so there you go oh yes, it that's does. right i forgot about it's that. not a big part but he is in robocop <laughs> no. 3 a young steven yep. root and it's real weird watching him in that <laughs> okay uh, Rip Torn is also in is, that one yeah he's the new head of the corporation working with the yes. Japanese company the yep. body of Om- Omnicon Super Products yep. Yeah. yep 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 that's right alright okay we got one more to go Oof. can you guess at what it might uh, be you know what I think they might uh, do you know do me a solid and talk about how good Die Hard 2 is the Red-headed stepchild of the Die Hard franchise. Rob, you got All a guess? Right. Uh, you know, yeah. if we were going to do that, I would still say that it would be Die Hard with a Vengeance because uh, I feel nice. that that is... It's, it is nice. an amazing movie. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're both great. You're both wrong. Oh. The answer is Superman <laughs> 3. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. Okay. Richard well, Fry, yeah. like, still universally maligned. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes. So this is what this is what Slade Hale has written Jesus, about Superman three. Please, Slade Hale, educate me about my <laughs> Superman movies. Yes. It says okay. So it says it is a just disjointed and unfocused film that didn't properly utilize the Man of Steel's proper effect, but is still an enjoyable watch. It has several several memorable scenes from Superman saving a little boy from a combine harvester to turning evil and wreaking havoc across the planet and even battling his psychological alter ego for control of his own body. It's all a pretext to an interesting, albeit flawed, battle against a software supercomputer with frightening capabilities. Saying it has interesting scenes is another one saying like uh, that that you know any Damn, film has action crazy. in it. Yeah, yeah. interesting right. does not okay. mean does not equate to good. I will I will <laughs> say this about the film Superman three, and this is true. This is the Superman movie I've seen more than any other Superman movie because as a child, it's the only one I had right. on tape. So just yep. consequently, you watch what you have when you're a kid. So I've yep. seen this movie upwards of seventy times. I know this movie real well. It's not good. But uh-huh. I, I will say this. One, it is a dynamite performance from Christopher Reeve when he's self-pitying getting drunk at a bar and like just yeah. trashing a bar. He's weirdly good in that scene. Like, and the fight between him and other Superman is surprisingly good. And I will say this. When Robert Vaughn's sister gets turned into Brainiac, it's like the effect is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in a movie that was for children. 
Like visually, <laughs> that that kind of haunts me to this day. The scene where she gets turned into Brainiac. So those are my two defenses. I am not going to defend the movie beyond this. I'll just say it was probably one of Richard Pryor's better 80s output, considering the toy was right around this time, oh, too. No! So <laughs> I forgot about the toy. Damn. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a garbage movie. Yes, yes. It really is. All right. Uh, next up, we are going to ask the big question. What horror sequel is an upcoming horror movie? Is it going to be better than we remember? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> but uh, I really don't have an answer to that question because this week's upcoming horror movie is not a sequel. It's called Gods of the Deep. Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. All right. When a daring mission... Well, it's not not quite Dagon. When a daring mission leads a deep sea submarine team into a mysterious opening on the ocean floor, they uncover a lost underwater world and awaken its ancient race of otherworldly beings. So this sounds like a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. So, so yeah, <laughs> we love yeah, underwater I mean, horror we, here, famously. We do. Yeah. We do. We absolutely love it. Yep. I watched the trailer. This is low budget, high concept. Nice. I have not seen any of the stuff that this guy charlie steeds has made okay um but i yeah so i said not quite dagon because i think i think they borrowed more from cthulhu to design their monster okay and there is a character in the movie called pikmin oh nice so i mean look as long as they didn't contract the, the Titan submersible group uh, to, <laughs> oh, to lead it, then, oh, then come on. I'm nice, sold. Nice. It's, well, it'll be a quick movie, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. 100%. Yeah. I'm here for this. We're going to cover this movie. Like, there's no okay. question. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, now let's get into it with a little movie called Expend for Bulls. Oh, we're starting with that one. Oh, do you want to start with Extraction Two? I don't. I don't care. Well, <laughs> if we're going to call it ex- Expendables, then we have to call it Extract Extract, extract Two on Extract Two. Well, no, because the the it's other like line L. in the two removed part of the O, so it's like Extract Two Crescenton. Extract two and extract two and extract two extract two extract two. There you go. There we go. Rob, oh, uh, which one do you want to start with? Hey, hey, yeah. I I am down for either. I would say expend expend for bowls would probably bulls. be the best. Bulls? Okay, to start with. To start yeah. with. Okay, all right. Expend for bowls is it? It is. Sly and the gang are hired by Andy Garcia to steal some nukes from Eco Uice. I can't pronounce his name. I apologize. That might be how you pronounce his name, though. Like, okay. Yeah. I think that I've heard people say his name, and I feel like that's how you say his name. So there you Let's go. Let's go with that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is that is definitely what happens. And in one of the weirdest editing choices I've seen recently in a film, it the movie opens with Iko Uwe attacking uh, a, a base, right? Yep. And then we cut chemical plant. in uh, an old chemical plant in Libya, right? Qaddafi's, yep. yeah. Qaddafi's, yeah. And they're they're looking for you know detonators for nukes that Qaddafi had hidden away somewhere, right? And then we cut to Jason Statham and 
Sylvester Stallone doing a wacky comedy bit about a missing <laughs> ring. And then we cut back still in the fight scene. Yeah. Still Very in the fight weird. scene. And but the really crazy part is they like get so they do a comedy bit and then they get the job to go stop Ika Uwe. But then like we cut back and they're still in the fight scene. But they still have to fly all the way from Florida to Libya. I know. To get How much there. Time is How that? long is this fight scene? You forget, though, they also have to give uh, a little bit of time for some casual misogyny by showing Mega Fox as some ranting lunatic who yep. is who incapable drunk of. Drunk in the afternoon, ranting lunatic. Exactly. Yep. That, yeah. was, that was weird, right? The portrayal yes. of her. As kind of like middle of the afternoon, like because this scene is happening in the middle of the afternoon. She's wearing an evening gown and has been drinking. Yeah, like I don't an understand this. Gown. She's just wearing a party dress. Oh no! Oh sorry, a party dress. There you go. Yeah, I apologize. But the point is, it's a weird choice for a scene that's taking place in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, but yes. we have to establish that bitches be crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, that's. That we have to establish for, that for. that Jason Statham and Megan Fox have this really weird relationship that nobody seems to understand. Yes, or yes. sign off. Also, that she she is she is also an expendable because it is mentioned. Hard to hear when anybody's saying yeah. over her screaming. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it is mentioned in that uh, scene. Though yeah. you are correct, it is mentioned. Yes, yeah. so it's uh, so not a huge note, surprise later. I think she, she this movie. Please. Yeah. No reason for this movie to be this bad. <laughs> I know. So, so I, I, I kind of after the first one, I, I kind of gave up on my my dream uh, of what Expendables could have been, and just realized that it was essentially just an elephant graveyard of former action stars. <laughs> That's fair. You know that it was never going to live up to its promise. Nope. That it was going to be essentially like if you ordered Fast and Furious through Wish.com or Timo, <laughs> oh you know. This is what would arrive, yeah. This is what would arise. But I, I just I, – I didn't expect to to figure out like how many times the wheels could fall off and just to what level it yep. could go to. When your last one – you know, the, the newest actor that you could find in there, you, you put Kelsey Grammer into it. And then this one, we are introduced to new characters that feature like Andy Garcia and 50 Cent. And, you know, I mean, like, are have we are we done scraping the 80s action hero pile like Jeff Speakman, Dudikoff, uh, Christopher yeah. Lambert? We were just talking about Lambert. Uh, you know, guys you could grab for this thing. Michael J. White. Why the hell not? Is Michael J. White not in these movies? Literally the most talented martial arts actor currently working. Charismatic, so much more so than 50 Cent. But I just, you know. And anyway, we get Levy Tran, who I've never heard of. And then you, you, you take some of the best overseas martial artists and you limit them to, you know, expositional scenes or fighting with guns and i'm like why the hell did you even cast them in the first place if they're going to use weapons like that yeah. we did get we did get a nice uh no. tonfa yes. versus fight, knife fight scene with eco and um, the only good fight scene in the whole movie yeah. yes it, it comes about two-thirds of the way through the movie 
And yep. it is a really good fight scene. It is. I, I will agree. It's too short, but and yes. And we wait too long for it. I will agree with both of those statements. Yeah. You are right. Yeah. Um, and I think one of this film's biggest problems is they couldn't get Antonio Banderas back. Oh, so they have yeah, somebody they playing Antonio Banderas' son. son. Just doing an impression of Antonio Banderas. He's doing a pretty good job. It's a good impression. He's doing a great job, but that's not what I'm here for. Banderas has a body of work in which we can we can wink along with him and smile along with it, knowing that he has. Yeah. So just having like the guy from uh, the guy who played Will Smith's son in Bad Boys Three. Yeah, Bad Boys for Life and Bob the Builder are like his biggest like (laughs) roles. Before oh, this really? and oh, yeah, boy. yeah, and unfortunately, you know, we when he comes across and and uses the same kind of delivery style, he just comes across as a smarmy ass, and we just yeah. want him to shut yeah. the hell up. You really yeah. do, yeah. Which he yeah. does. He does. Which he, he does. does. Stop talking for a while, and that's Thank, very thankfully. nice. Thankfully. Um, okay. Can Sorry. I can I say the point that it feels like was made just for me? Yes. Okay. So if you go back and listen to uh, the first, I mean, you would have to go back 10 years worth of episodes, but you could do it. Is this complaining about Randy Couture's cauliflower here? And listening to us talk about the first movie, you will hear me spend a lot of time talking about how freaked out I am by Randy Couture's cauliflower ear. And and then now this movie has multiple scenes of him explaining what a cauliflower ear is and how you get it. Yes. I'm like, I, I would feel actually like this movie is giving me a shout than out. Then the fixation on him having to pee and her and the one character wanting Being to look at his into it. Yeah. yeah. What the hell was that? It was so bizarre. I just don't even understand it. Bizarre and yeah. upsetting. And upsetting. Yeah. And like the whole machismo thing, it might have worked a couple decades ago. Uh, when this first started, but at this point, it just feels like like they're a bunch of Ed Hardy shirts, like in human form, you know, yeah. just like trying to impress each other at the gym. And then we get 40 minutes mo- into the movie. They get to the aircraft, fake aircraft carrier. Uh, and I'm like, they're not really going to spend the whole rest of this movie on this boat, are they? And yeah, yeah. they were. They did, in fact, spend yeah. the whole rest of the movie on that boat. I'm like. Oh, guys, this they, isn't enough of, interesting enough of a location to devote the whole they, rest of the movie to it. But they do have that motorbike chase on the ship. That oh, was delightfully God. silly. I will say right. the motorcycle chase was was pretty entertainingly silly. The I fact think it's that it's real dumb. Like, why would you lock them all together in a yeah. room like that? And not have like chains or things or anything like that. No. Why not tie them up? Like that doesn't make any sense. Split them up. It's a huge ship. It's yeah. gonna if anyone's coming to rescue them, it's gonna take them some time to find them. Hell yes. It's and certainly gonna take up longer than it takes the ship to sink. It was thirty seconds and that thing was at oh, the man, bottom of the ocean floor. Thirty? So I was seconds. less than thirty. I don't know, twenty well, seconds uh, before he's thirty was, seconds was when what was on the countdown clock before oh, you're the right, nuclear it was. explosion was going to go. Yeah, oh the stakes are way too high in this movie. I know, way too high. So Andy uh, Garcia is going to set off a nuke in Russian territorial waters to start World War Three. Yes. Yeah. Unless he gets paid off. Well, no. can we also no. note? No, he's going to do it anyway. He's just going to do it anyway. Be- okay. Because he's going to profit from World the war, war Three between. Right. The U.S. and Russia. I'm not sure how he plans to do that, but that's his. But <laughs> when he chucks the detonator overboard, it's like, 
what is your exit strategy here, guy? Yeah. Yeah. He did have a helicopter at that point. <laughs> yeah, but he also has to know it's like, but you're fighting the Expendables. You know everything about these people. You know that they're resourceful and wily. There's a good chance they're going to blow up your helicopter. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, it's it's just so dumb. Well, yeah. Like Andy Garcia is not the type of person who would, like, sacrifice himself for his own end. Plan. Like, just, no. Especially when track. his whole yeah. plan. By the also, way, here's his the whole plan. is your leverage. That is your... That's that, that is <laughs> the your way you get them to kill, not kill you. Exactly. Yeah, but, like, when you look at his whole plan, and I'm like, wait, if he was the bad guy, why did he do any of this? Because... Right. And so I was thinking, I was thinking about it. And the answer (laughs) is, he sent the expendables, assuming they were going to fail, and that Barney Wright uh, and Barney Ross was going to get killed, so that he could, so that the file could be unlocked, so he could find out who knew his identity and could testify against him. And then he went with them on a mission. He called them on another mission so he could set up that mission to fail so they would have to bring out the guy who could identify him so he could execute them. But by doing that, everybody is going to know that you're Ocelot. Yeah. So why did you do any of this? Any of it. Can we? Nobody can we... knows who you are. And the one guy who can identify you isn't talking. So can we pause it on there and and say you just mentioned the name and I'm like, maybe this is retribution because when he picked his name out of the bad guy pseudonym hat uh, (laughs) that he ended with Ocelot. It's it's a reference to Metal Gear Solid. I know. I know. I'm just I'm just I'm saying it facetiously, but it's still like. It's one of those things where it's like, couldn't you have something a little like more badger? Yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> I, you know? I will agree. I love my Metal Gear, but you're right. It's not out of context. <laughs> it is not a particularly scary name. Oh no. my god! No. But it's like I don't understand any part of Andy Garcia's plan. No, no, like no like part Andy of Garcia his plan. Understands Andy Garcia. Neither. I was just going to say, neither did he, nor did he seem any, like, have any interest in it whatsoever. This is probably one of, you know, of all the performances, and they all seem to be subdued. But, God, it sounded like sometimes he even struggled with lines, and they're just like, ah. It's fine. We don't need to do another take. Say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Good enough. Let's move on. Yep. That uh, we only yeah. got this green screen for five more hours. <laughs> I, know, I, right? I only have the machete cycle, the cycle for machete for yeah for the yeah. next day on this set before we have to return it to, oh to Danny Trejo. <laughs> oh, he had machine gun motorcycles. Why were there six machine gun motorcycles in the bay of this? All right, loaded. Gonna sh- blow up that ship. Why have anything on board? I know. Doesn't make any sense. And and and. Also, yeah. Okay, go ahead. You first. I was gonna say so. Well, let's let's. I want to circle back around to Megan Fox, who is just doing a terrible job. Oh God! Honestly, she is. Oh my gosh! And we've seen her do better, and I don't know why she's doing so poorly in this movie. Yeah. In a lot of performances this, lately. This goes to my. This goes to my comment earlier. If this movie doesn't need to be as bad as it is. Yeah. Why is she an expendable? Why isn't she working for Andy Garcia? He tasks her with this mission. And so it's an even better, bigger betrayal when you find out that he is, in fact, Ocelot. He should be her boss. She shouldn't be working for Sylvester Stallone. That would have worked much better. None of that makes any sense. Yeah, that would have worked much better. 
right? You're and it's like, I'm not even right. trying. And you can do a better job than they did. I think that she was probably pissed because do you remember the beginning of when they first launched the Expendables and it was a hit? Yeah. If not, Statham was dating Charisma Carpenter. Right. But, but there was talk about there being the all female Expendables. Expendables. Yes. And. She was pissed because that never came to fruition. Oh. So she's like, I'm just going to give it the absolute minimum that I could. But I also want to go back to the the uh, air, the carrier, as well as the quote unquote Gaddafi's old chemical plant that they were in. Yep. Were these not the two? I'm sorry. That was my dog barking. Were these not the two largest uh, airplane carriers and warehouses? You know! They drove in a straight line. When in they both go into them, that, they hang her. Miles. And they miles. have this car chase going go back turns, and forth and jumping, jumping from one car to another and shooting guys and like grabbing yeah. a machine gun and throwing things. And they're all still driving through this hangar? Is this where right. they assemble yeah. space shuttles? Like, what <laughs> right? is happening? Like, I don't know what a chemical weapons facility looks like, honestly, but I'm sure it isn't three enormous hangars. Crammed next to each other in the desert. I know. That doesn't appear to have any kind of chemical manufacturing going on inside of it. No, no, none whatsoever. Thankfully, we never felt any immediate threat because they were all in green screen the entire time. Oh my god! And some of the worst, offensively green screened movie. Their hair didn't even move in some of those scenes when they were outside of their vehicles. Bad at times, but when they're on the boat, you can. You can hear the sound echoing off the walls. <laughs> Should we not go back and loop this back. so you can't hear it echoing off of the wall? Right? No, it's right? fine. It's fine. They got other stuff to do. We cannot call them. We're supposed to be on deck on Print. a ship in the middle of the ocean. I shouldn't uh, really hear the sound bouncing all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's it's the worst Expendables movie. I think I think we can agree on that it, one. Oh, it's, it's truly right. awful. Also... What's the whole, what was the deal with Dolph Lundgren? And it's like, I don't, maybe there's a time and a place to make fun of someone's sobriety, but I don't think this is it. No. Also, you can adjust the focus on your scope. It has yeah. a diopter. It's not going to change how accurate it is. No. Like, it just, was like, it was like, he was like Popeye with spinach when he had a drink. It was, know, and suddenly that's the, he could kill again. Yeah. And it was frustrating because I honestly, I liked him in in this comic relief role here. Like I yeah, thought he was—he's funny. I, I, yeah, it was funny. But but then you know the only way he could solve his issues was to to get free of sobriety and have a drink, and then you know he was able to shoot again. And, uh, that was one of the few spots, and the, I will give it two flowers for this. Okay. One was the. The initial fight that did go on forever, the bar fight that they were on, the superfluous bar fight right. that Jason Statham and and uh, Sylvester Stallone were in. Yeah. Um, I did like the fact that they chose to to humiliate Barney by placing his ring on a huge uh, double dick dildo. <laughs> yep. Behind yeah. the bar. Weird I choice, that but that was entertaining. I'm not going to pretend was it wasn't. And then I also. I was temporarily uh, satisfied when I thought they were going to uh, possibly kill off Barney. And I know this is a oh, spoiler. Did you think for a second that he was actually dead? Because 
you know, I didn't think for but, a second he was. But dead. part of me, in the back of my mind, I, I, I was willing to give this movie a whole pass if they were to stay with that. Yeah. And not go with the whole like. I Michael did spend the Harris entire movie switch. how he how he pulled off a switch, and then you find out, oh yeah, he uh, when they finished that bar fight, Sylvester Stallone went back and got and just kidnapped one of the guys yeah. and murdered him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes. he did the whole Michael okay. Myers changing clothes with the ambulance driver bit. Yes. And kept him locked <laughs> in a closet the entire flight to Libya, drugged yeah. out of his yep. mind. Like, yes. oh, my God. So, Well, here's the thing that bothered me through the whole movie. That ring, that is yeah. not the same ring he wears in the first film. No, it is not. That ring has gone through a redesign and it just pissed me off so much because <laughs> yeah. in the first movie, they make a big deal about their fucking rings. They yeah, they're all obsessed them. with the rings. Yeah. Yes. Mickey Rourke, love and um, Lee oh, Christmas. Uh, all right. So, yeah, uh, not good. Maybe maybe dial back the Expendables movies, guys. You've you've lost whatever you had. And it's especially offensive watching Jason Statham in something this bad after we loved The Beekeeper so much great. last week. Oh, yeah. my God, what yeah. a great movie that was. Yeah. Wasn't it amazing? I'm I so mind. sorry you weren't here for that because we just spent like 25 oh, minutes over it. gushing over this movie. <laughs> Here's how much I we gushed over this movie. Way. We didn't talk about anything from the second half of the movie. No. We kept it a complete I secret. Have been, I have been shouting it to everyone who will listen. I was like, please, I know it's January. I know it's a Jason Statham movie, but Just I'm telling you, it. it's absolute bonkers, batshit fun. Oh, my yeah. God. It is. Yeah. It is so crazy. It yeah, is so crazy it. and so delightful from beginning to end. We I love absolutely. The Beekeeper. Yep. Yeah. All Agreed. Right. So uh, now for another movie, this one sadly not starring Jason Statham. Nope. Our second movie tonight, as we discussed, I don't know if discussed isn't the word, as we mentioned, tried yeah. to figure out how to pronounce <laughs> earlier. What did we settle on? Extractune. <laughs> I stand by your choice. I think that's a great idea. Like, this is not sarcasm. I love that you came up with Extractune. That's fantastic. Thank you. Extractune. Extract. See, it sounds good. Yeah, Extractune. All right. Yep. Okay. After barely surviving the first movie, Chris Hemsworth is back in action, this time on a mission to rescue a woman and her children from prison. Well, his sister-in-law and niece and nephew. Oh, I didn't want to say that. It gets, it's not like it's a secret. <laughs> it gets introduced anyway, right away. I haven't like, seen Extraction. I have no basis for comparison, but I I have to say, really enjoyed this movie. It's a really good movie. Yep. yep. I had a it's lot just, of fun watching this film. And <laughs> I... <laughs> the thing is, and I'm going to say it, uh, it proves what I've been saying for years. And I'm glad that there's a franchise devoted to proving that uh, fake single take action is the best kind of action. Oh, man. I was just so impressed with the scale of that the, fake. It blew my take. mind that from exactly. the moment he walks into uh, that prison real. to the end when a train crashes 10 and kilometers away is all it. one shot. Yeah. I mean, I know it's fake. I know it's all completely fake. And there's a hundred, no, there's 200 cuts in there, but it looks like one yes. shot for that entire 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Wow. 20, 21 minutes. 21, 21 minutes. Like oh the my logistics God. of organizing something like that. Holy crap. So yes. many practical Not locations. So many yeah. stuntmen. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, it's because it was directed by a a former uh, stuntman himself. Okay. Good. And 
that's why, you know, there's a lot of, of realism felt throughout it, even though some of most of it was in mats and, of you course. know, CGI and all that. But still, there was an authenticity to it brought to it by him, by the by the director of this. I can't remember. His, uh, Sam Hargrave. That's right. right. He was a stunt double in Atomic Blonde. He was oh, or okay. choreographed atomic blonde uh so he knows a thing or two he absolutely about that. knows what he's doing if he choreographed atomic blonde yeah, wow yeah. well yeah and that's uh, what i liked most about that 21 is that uh, that 21 minute fight scene is that or or extended take was that it also revealed the stakes that were getting ready to uh that they were getting ready to face yep. while they were battling so mm-hmm. while they're downstairs you know in the in the bowels of the prison you get to hear the riders, you know, start to swell, uh, you know, above them. And then you mm-hmm. start to hear everything like you anticipate, holy shit, what's going to go happen next to them. And they they just give you glimpses of it while they're still mid, you know, fisticuffs. And I just thought that was well, and such like, they're the guts it takes to, like, go and f- start following other characters during the sequence. Yes. Yeah. How we follow yes. these guards yes. and we see these guards trying to hold back the riot and watching the riot completely overtake all of the guards in the prison. And then we move back to the uh, them, seeing them come up upon the, the complete carnage that we just saw the the prisoners do to the guards. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, then so and good. then to take it all the way to the train where you have this incredible, you know, him shooting at uh, helicopters, helicopters as they're circling around. It was just amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. When those guys land on the train and dismount the train all in one <sighs> shot and we're following the guys in the heavy armor as they attack yep. the train. Yeah. And then it goes straight. Uh, we follow them right to that insane fight scene in the I cab of the train that she oh has God. with the two guys. That is yes. like the most brutal fight I've seen. And it's all still when you're like, this is all the same shot that yeah. started when he walked into that prison. But that there are even little. I'm sorry. Go ahead, DM. No, no, I was just saying how awesome it is. That's oh. all. That's all I want. <laughs> no, the, there's little nuances that I just I, that I, I I had to pause and watch it again. Like there's one scene where someone comes after uh, the main character uh, Tyler Rake, uh, Chris Hemsworth, where where he takes his hand and he totally rips his hand apart. Oh, in half. Yeah. Like, oh, in half. When that guy falls to the ground. You can see part of his hand like bounces where it is ripped. And I'm like, that is such good attention to detail. Not to mention it it was an awesome shot to begin with. But to have those little nuances, it was just extra details to make it feel more brutal and real. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. The violence is incredible with the table of violence. I know. I said it before. (laughs) I'll say it again. It is. Like amazing to watch, and to the point where I'm in like watching the movie, going, oh, 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 oh my god, like making all of these noises because I'm just reacting so viscerally. Yeah, to yeah, you have to. It's like amazing violence that's taking place on screen. Yeah. Oh, I loved I, it so much. I, I was afraid because I, I had heard about that 21 minute shot it, yeah. prior to seeing it, and I was afraid that they were just going to, you know, pound me into submission, and I'd get get tired or exhausted and just not want to but it really did by it manages by the camera its positioning energy levels yeah it's like the whole okay, time this is what hardcore henry could have been you know yep. 
I still like Hardcore Henry, but you know, Hardcore no, Henry is a great movie. No, but it, it's this <laughs> is much better at balancing. No, but this is much better at balance uh, balancing the ebb and flow of an that's action it. scene over the twenty one minutes. Yep. Hardcore Henry just goes all out the whole time, and that's fine. Yeah, this totally. has levels because, like, you yep. have these moments of them panting and trying to catch their breath, and you seeing the next thing coming, and them exactly. reacting to the next thing. Oh. Yep. When they, but uh, just the fact that they got onto that train and it, 21 minutes, he starts walking into the prison. He ends crashing that train. Crashing a train. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it, it just felt like this, like you can't look away for a second. No. Yeah. No, I loved it. And I mean, don't get me wrong. The rest of the action in the movie is really good. But this yeah. is one of those action scenes where you're like, like the gas station in the beekeeper, where you can say, you have to watch the whole movie just so you can see this just scene. For this. <laughs> Absolutely. It's worth watching just for this scene. Oh, and my God. Although I will say there is a, there is a moment in the movie where, like, it can end now. And it doesn't. Really? Yeah, it's when they're fighting on the glass roof. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Like, why That's... don't you just close the deal? The guy's yeah. right there. Yeah. His dad's gonna, like, just stomp I, on I him. I see your we point. We can all go home. Yeah, said you just shot that guy in the face just then or stomped on him. Right. I don't understand. Like, what's the rush? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, they needed that guy to get away more cleanly. Rather mm -hmm. than just be lying there and Chris Hemsworth leave him alive, which is not something yeah. Chris Hemsworth's character is known but for do. doing. Absolutely yeah. not. No, yeah. I, I agree with you on that front. That is a problem. But hey, that whole rooftop fight scene is incredible. Oh, <laughs> oh it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And can we also Great. give Great praise? <laughs> can we give praise to these, you know, quote unquote, his his unit, his tactical unit, uh, Nick and... Oh, um, Nick! I'm forgetting and, uh, the names of the other but guy. Yes, they, yeah, they were just like they, what? Talk about an MVP for being best friend. Like he refused yep. to pull the plug when the doctors recommended it. Yep. Mm -hmm. You supported Tyler throughout his rehab. You get him set up in this place in Australia where he can hang with his old dog. Send him John the nicest Hicks. shirt in the world, and and get a couple chickens <laughs> and and sit out and watch TV with chickens and yeah. and cut wood. You That's know, very funny. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> I love it when he's like, you got six weeks to get ready for this job to rescue your sister-in-law. And he's like, well, time to do my CrossFit. And yeah. so he time, just starts. Time to watch Rocky Four. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. They, they do a little bit of character stuff in this and it's fine. But the movie knows that's not what we're here for. Yeah. We know yeah. we're here for action. We know the son's going to betray his family yeah. and then regret it. Like, you see all the beats coming. We're here Absolutely. for how it plays out. And it's and so fine. satisfying. Yes. And they have the wherewithal to say, okay, the person who's going to, to lure him back in is going to be Idris Elba. Of which course. automatically sets up for a larger Extract Tune universe. Yep. <laughs> extract 3. Yeah, three in there. Three through extraction. Three extraction. It's three extraction. It's of course it's three extraction. Three extraction. Three extraction. Three extraction. That is what the next one. Is. You know, there's an E right at the start of it. This isn't that Tron nonsense where the next right. movie is called Tren. You can't use a three for an O. Exactly. What is wrong with you? But extraction's right there. The mo next movie is called Three. Threeks, no, not three extraction. There's an X three there. Remember. It's three extraction. Yeah. Three extraction. 
<laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. No, but you get to the end of this movie, and uh, and you're just like, yeah, I'm ready for the next one. Like the minute yeah, Idris Elba shows up at the end of the movie, I'm like, right. yeah, I'll, I'll watch another one of these. Now, please. Yes, please. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. god, what a! Although I feel I'm really sad that that guy died. His name I don't remember. No. Yes. Yeah. Whatever his name was. Uh, but yes, right. Nick survived though, so that's good. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, because the she rest of their team, ass, she's Holy fantastic. Shit. She's. Yeah. Can I? The, the my favorite scene with her is at the front of the plane or front of the train when she's knocking the snot out of the I two know! soldiers. Yeah. She oh. bashes a window open with one of their helmet covered heads, then proceeds to rake his arm over the glass shards from it. Oh, that was, was like, so good to get him to drop his gun. Badass. Yes. Oh, fantastic. God. And the details of like seeing all the little pieces of glass fly off as his arm yes. is being ground yes. across them. They, all of those details are so perfect. Yep. So here's, here's how much I enjoyed this movie. Okay. So I had a screenplay I was supposed to finish today. Finish writing today. And as I was saying to, to DM before we started, she literally called me to start the show. I'm on the last scene. So I have one and a half pages left to write. And I could have said to her, can we take 15 minutes? But I didn't. I'll write it when we're done. But the point is, the reason I wasn't already finished the screenplay is I got finished watching Extraction. Then I, two. And I, I enjoyed it so much. I'm like, maybe I should go back and watch Extraction. So I started and I watched the first half of Extraction. <laughs> and then it got to like, three o'clock and i'm like well this is irresponsible i have a screenplay to finish right <laughs> right so i stopped halfway through once we got through the 16 minute one take so i'm like how long may i have to wait for this one take scene that everybody talked about and the answer uh, was about half the movie yep oh. it, it is not overly complicated it is economical with its oh, fight yeah. scenes and with i mean yes it is two hours long but you, you don't it not, never drags i think the the no, human moments are good because we have the sad action hero like you're you're taking john wick or nobody yeah. or whatever so you know giving them that those stretches of humanity and and he's a damn good actor to begin with so no, i don't he's, mind he's fantastic in these yeah yeah. Like he's, he always brings the complete reality of the situation. You feel him getting hurt. You, f you believe him yeah. struggling and like you believe his competence. There's a degree to which when we watch the John Wick movies and you're, you're nobody and things like that, right. that you're watching a supernatural thing happening. You yeah. don't feel that when you're watching Chris Hemsworth. You, you feel his vulnerability on top exactly. of it too. Thank like, you. Yeah. That he does when he gets that knife stuck in his thigh or whatever. Oh. You know, you're like, oh, you know it. I mean, he he is he is telling us how much he hurts by his yeah. facial expressions, oh, and I buy it. Buy it. Yeah, no, I I loved him in this movie. I thought he I was also fantastic. This is gonna sound really stupid, Please. but I think part of the reason why he does such a good job of just selling his character is that he's speaking in his own voice. Yeah, true. That Try, not trying to master an English language. No. Or the no, yeah, it's English accent. Oh my god. Sorry, didn't mean that. <laughs> meant English accent. All right. American accent. American accent. There you go. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. I think that is a big part of it. Um, you're right. You know what? I forgot to say. And I mean, this movie does not wear out its welcome. I see where you say they could have stopped the movie there, but I like the big showdown at the um, the airport at the end. No, and that was just, good, like, brings and the grenade you know, launcher. It has to yeah. So, and you like, have the, the showdown. Has to realize that just like you know, he needs a chance to turn on his uncle. Yeah. Terrible right. his but uncle isn't all the rest of it. Um, but a thing yeah, I love. Right? Been, 
I, 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 no, I, I do understand what you're saying. Uh, one thing I loved, though, and it is that it lasted, like, I think it's a good length. By comparison, I forgot to say that literally the best part, my happiest experience watching the movie, Expendables, is sitting down <laughs> and saying, how is an Expendables movie, like, 105 minutes long? And then yeah. I got to the 90 minute mark and the movie ended and I found that it had 15 minutes of credits. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Do you know why? Oh. Did you what? look at the list? There are, I counted, this is how sad I am. <laughs> I counted, there were 40 producers oh for the Expendables. There was oh. That was more than what speaking roles. He went all over the goddamn world for this movie, and I can't understand why or how. It could have been in a back lot in anyone's, you know, know. serious. So what I'm, but the one thing is when I was watching uh, Extraction Two, like I said, I loved it. But the one thing that puzzled me when I'm watching it is not about it; it's about the fact that, like, if if this is what you know the Russo brothers' producers are capable of. Maybe they shouldn't direct because how was yeah. Yeah. how how was Gray Man so meh with oh. almost the entire same creative team? Yeah, like same writers, same producers, like uh, same stunt team. And right, it was right. so meh. And the answer is you need a better director. And I don't think they should like focus on directing. I think they get too lost in the spectacle of their directing and forget like that we need to be emotionally connected to this action. And that's what the gray man didn't have at all. And that's what this has in spades. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But didn't they also direct Winter Soldier, which is like our favorite Marvel movie? But they did. I'm just saying they've lost it. Oh, okay. I'm just saying they had it. And like doing and Infinity War and Endgame, for whatever reason, they lost it. And they I know, used like, to be with it. I think <laughs> it's also what it was. It was. I think and now they were given with, more of that flexibility it. here. You know, yeah. they were given more world building that they could do. Whereas in in you know any Marvel film, you have so many cross right. connections and ties yes. and. Yeah. Make sure that you point. stay true. I mean, I know this is based on a graphic novel, but still. It's a graphic could... novel they wrote. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, no, it's it's their world and they're more comfortable in it. And but like handing yep. off, I think handing off the reins to like such a talented stuntman action director was a really good choice because he keeps it ground level and he keeps it interesting and he keeps the focus on this man who's going through this horrific level of experience. And there, damn right. He does. Seriously. There are stunts in here where I still don't know how they they accomplished that. Like when the guy was on the motorcycle and he flipped over into a tree and I I was like, someone had to walk away from that with a limp. There's no doubt. Right. Uh, There's no way everybody got away from that one clean. Yeah, no, no way. So good. Yeah, so no, it's it's amazing. Like, it yep. is amazing. I loved it, and I'm not kidding. I cannot wait for three extraction. <laughs> whatever, whatever that is, whatever it ends up being. Yep. Uh, it's interesting, the theme-wise, and I know they're not going to do this, but theme-wise, both movies fundamentally are built around the idea that he's got to go into a place that is like completely controlled, like where all of the authorities are on the side of the guy who he's going up against. 
so he's not going to have the help. There is no one to come and rescue him. And that gets pulled a little when they get to Austria. But the cops are so ineffectual in Austria that, you know, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. And I'll well, be I very mean, interested to see where they set like the next one. It's like a little one. army. So, yeah. 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 But, the, uh, but the actual army But they do go to prison at the out. end of the movie, which I thought was really interesting. It is. Yeah. Well, yeah. they did commit a lot of crimes. There are no consequences to anybody's that normally in a film like this. Yeah. The, the heroes or anti-heroes would just sort of walk away. And that's yeah. the end of it. They, they both got shot today, so much like, no, they no, weren't no. able to walk away. You destroyed Vienna. <laughs> Half of Vienna. <laughs> you, you're going to prison. <laughs> yeah, that was really nice. No, I'm glad they went to prison at the end of the movie. It makes sense. And then they yeah. have to get sprung for the next movie. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, but yeah. They, I think they just have to, they're not getting sprung necessarily. Yeah. That's, what do you mean? Of course yeah. they're getting sprung. He, yeah, he's like, you can get out of jail if you do a job for my boss. A yeah. mysterious okay. actor we will cast later. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to see how big a star we can get for this next movie. But we're going to promise that it's going to be somebody big. We're promising that it's going to be somebody big. But we're not going to say a name yet. But, like, the fact that I, Idris Elba, is saying that he's big should give you a sense of how big the actor we're going to have. Think of somebody who's got an Oscar is what we want you to be thinking about right now. They doesn't currently have their own action franchise that may or may not be floundering. Right, right. Oh my god. All right. So yeah. No, I mean it's great. And it's I'm it's rare that I walk away from one of the movies we watch on this show being like, "Well, I'm going to watch that again soon, but I am going to be watching this again soon because then I'm going to make my wife watch it because this oh, thing, these go. two are great." <laughs> yep. They really yep. are. It was fantastic. All right. So, uh that's that. Do we have any narcissism you want to watch? Uh, Bob, you were just on television uh, talking about movies. Do you have anything like that coming up? Uh, yeah, no, no, nothing, nothing to announce yet. All right. Okay. DM. Um, there will be a new episode of Chicks and Dicks coming out <gasps> just as soon as I edit it. <laughs> Exciting! What's the book this time? Oh, uh, so we did Lessons in Chemistry, which okay. is not a romance novel. Super duper popular book, and there is a TV show. But I don't know how or why it was being marketed as a romance. It is not. Oh, that's disappointing. But we read it and we talked about and it. And you're going to talk about <laughs> it. Uh, for me, as always, check out the Hidden Object Guru channel. There's lots of news about uh, Until Dawn getting a remaster. So I'm covering that and talking about what the Until Dawn movie is going to be like, which we're going to be covering here. Duh. Yep. <laughs> Right. Uh, so that should be exciting. And of course, check out uh, Profiling Criminal Minds, where we're currently watching through the show Millennium. We just recorded the episode about the Mikado, maybe the best episode of television ever made. Mm. So uh, check that out. We'll see you. Uh, is there any other way to get in touch with us? I almost <laughs> I skipped almost it, but forgot. I forgot. I, I almost <laughs> skipped it. Sorry about that. You can visit the AVOD's blog at theava.com because stream all the episodes there. You can leave us a comment, tell us about how much you enjoyed Extractune. You can send us an email at theavod.gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, find us on Threads, and if you're listening on that, rate, subscribe. I'm going to encourage you to do all of those things. So until next time, I've been Count Fargelon. I've been DM. I've been Rob Rethrichter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching and have yourselves a great evening. Good night. <laughs>